Hi everyone, Radical Dreamer here. Welcome to the Postal Code Unknown podcast for Sunday, July 9th of 2017. Got another theme park focused episode for you guys today from Japan. I'd like to talk to you guys about Fuji-Q, which is, if you can probably guess, a theme park that's very close to Mount Fuji. One of the most iconic parts about the park itself is that you can see Mount Fuji in the background. A lot of the gift shops sort of sell uh, Fuji-themed, um, uh, you know, items and cakes and all kinds of knickknacks and crazy weird souvenirs and, 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 and very quirky sort of things about Japan. But uh, with that said, um, I haven't had a chance to go on all the rides. It's sometime, uh, something that I'd like to go back and do uh, with more time. And maybe now that I know now what I did not know then, uh, which I'm going to share with you in a second. Um, so because it can be extremely crowded, uh, a little bit of planning goes a long way. I took a bus. You can take a bus that goes out and then returns. You can get sort of like a day trip um, bus from Shinjuku bus station to Fujiku, uh, Fujiku and back. It takes about hour, hour and a half to get to Fujiku, and then you can return later in the day. Problem is, is that a lot of these rides, excuse me, because they don't have like a fast pass system, or at least one that's easily uh, available, uh, and I'll come back to that in a moment, if you're normally visiting the park, um, to sort of like reach that. So I only got to go on two rides, and I've got pictures from both, and I'm going to share with you both because they're both extremely cool and really uh, unique experiences that I really enjoyed. So I, um, uh, yeah, so I, uh, the other thing that I mentioned, I sort of read about this online, and I, I can't verify this yet, uh, but uh, there is a attached hotel that gives you early access to the park. And the park sells, like, I, I, I don't recall the actual admission price being very much, but they sell fast pass or fast track uh, admissions to rides on a ride-by-ride -ride basis for about the equivalent of about 10 bucks per ride. You basically get to skip what it usually is, especially on crowded days, about a three-hour line per ride, which is why I only got the chance to do two, because um, <clears throat> I only had that one day. So if you can plan ahead and you wanted to spend some time in the area, which I strongly recommend, uh, Fujiyama and the surrounding areas are extraordinarily beautiful, uh, and there's a lot more to do there than just Fuji-Q. Um, but uh, they've got the ability to sort of, if you've got early admission, then you can go get these fast pass things. Again, it's a little bit more expensive. It's not an ideal way to take care of that. But if you are trying to make one day trip and this is the only time you're going to go and you're trying to get everything done, that's a way to do it. So um, without further ado, uh, I'll share with you the two rides that I went on. Uh, first, I'll start off with the sort of roller coaster ride that I went on. Um, there's a ride in. Uh, at Six Flags Magic Mountain in California that I've been on in the past where it basically sort of has uh, rotating seats at different uh, points of accesses and stuff like that. It's one of the craziest rides at the time I had ever been on. Uh, I think I went about 10 years ago with some friends and I loved it. I, it's, it's sort of as the ride's going, your seat will individually rotate. So you've just got all this kind of crazy stuff happening. Um, this ride, and again, this is just sort of, I don't know why I have four copies of the same picture, but that's just sort of what got printed out. 
um, was uh, intense. Uh, was was really just uh, yeah. You can see probably see like it's not the greatest photo in the world, but look at the smile on my face. I'm freaking out. Like it's it's just it's it was like that ride that I went on times a million. So. Uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna go on one ride, uh, I believe this is this is Samurai Coaster. Um, uh, you want to go on this one. Uh, it's unreal. It's absolutely awesome, uh, and I can't strongly recommend it enough. Now, with that said, the thing that I really went uh, wanted to make sure that I went all the way uh, there for the reason why I spent the day to go was actually to go to the Super Scary Labyrinth of Fear. I, I love haunted houses, like I think they're kind of a weird sort of cool thing. And I basically wanted to uh, sort of see, you know, Japanese horror is something that I feel is, is different in, in sort of like a really unsettling kind of way than a lot of American horror films. So seeing how they'd be able to do this, this terrifying, um, uh, scary labyrinth thing, that takes about an hour and a half, which is crazy, through this uh, this hospital, and they've they've got it sort of set up. Now, of course, I couldn't speak with anybody. Um, you know, my 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 Japanese uh, proficiency is still sort of like at this point in time, and at that point in time, sort of uh, a little bit on the low side. So, I was able to to very basically sort of talk through uh, through different things and. Um, this is the the first scene. Now they sort of stuck me alone because I was part of my own group, and I ended up finding other groups uh, as I was going through. Um, but they they sit you there. They take this picture. The lights go through, and the the seat like drops, and you're like, ah! <laughs> Why they don't take that picture of you while you're freaking out? I don't know. But yeah. So uh, over the next sort of like hour, they gave me this flashlight that didn't really work very well. I'm not sure if that was on purpose or not, but yeah, I had to keep hitting it just so I could see what, what was going on. Uh, there's a lot of like really creepy things on the walls and like the floor moves and you have to explore and find your way out of this hospital. And uh, a lot of really scary things happen that you'll be familiar with from like, like a long corridor. And I remember at this point, like uh, at the beginning of the uh, the experience, I had a group of like, I think maybe five or six Japanese uh, teenage girls that were like freaked out and they were like, oh, let's let's hide behind this guy. Like, and it was really kind of like weird, but like, I was like, okay, okay. And then when we got separated, I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm part of a movie and like they're, you're not supposed to split up. That's the bad thing. And then you get to this corridor where there's just these doors and you know like you don't see anything at the other side you don't see anything behind you and of course there's going to be stuff in the doors like they're, they're just going to open or there's going to be so you i go through and i walk through and i'm like peeking in the doors and i was like is there anything in there there's nothing there i was like all right yeah, yeah. and then, then they all open up and like things start chasing you and you get out to this point and they move you into this area and this is sort of like as i've been waiting in line you'd see this door where people would just run out and you're like, okay, well, what the heck is on the other side of that door? Like, I'm not scared, whatever. Like, it's fine. So you get to this room and it's full of mirrors and there are these, um, these, these, uh, bodies basically sort of like underneath, uh, coverings and you're sitting there and you, okay, something, something's going to happen. And basically all at once, all of them come up and they chase you out of this room and you, you're just running your eyes. Great. It was wonderful. Um, you know, again, scary stuff is not worth everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's kind of thing. But 
for a kind of haunted house type of experience uh, and being a fan of Japanese horror films, I was, um, I loved it. I, I think it was the strongest experience that they had there and definitely worth uh, the wait um, uh, when I was there as well. So um, yeah, if you're thinking about going to Fuji-Q, uh, it's a really good theme park uh, and, and, and really kind of cool in some kind of way and a good way to sort of like do something else, something different if you're in the uh, the Mount Fuji area to sort of experience the beauty or the natural, uh, it's 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 a it's a unique experience that I really enjoyed. So, hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you'd like to see more of what I've been doing outside of these videos, you can see more at theradicaldreamer.com, where I've got articles and photographs uh, with travel advice and stories uh, that aren't just in a video format. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at One Radical Dreamer or on Instagram at A Radical Dreamer if that's uh, something that you're more interested in. Uh, if you're interested in supporting me, I do have a Patreon page up as well, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash theradicaldreamer. Uh, and that's a way for as little as $1 a month you can help support me uh, get uh, better equipment and do more videos of this type and make a whole bunch more cool stuff to share with you in the future. Uh, and last but not least, uh, if you like what you've been seeing on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and uh, send a couple comments. I'd be happy to answer more questions in future episodes of the podcast. Uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care.